Okay, hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. Good to have you guys here on a Friday night. So for those who are watching, thank you so much for tuning in on your weekend. So the fitness industry uh, is coming back to life in two more days. So that's why uh, I wanted to bring someone special to talk with all of you. Right, he's a great friend of mine. Um, his name is Elvin Neto. Uh, he's the founder of Achieve Fitness and he runs an exclusive private personal training studio in Kajang, Selangor. So he agreed to come on this show um, to share his insights. Uh, he's one of the most sought-after personal trainer in Malaysia. So you guys can get some pretty good tips from him. And his clients love the fact that he inspires them to be an achiever. So this is an achiever mindset, uh, which I personally love. And he uses this with his clients. And he actually refers his clients uh, as achievers. Right, so I think that's something really cool. And he's also the first Malaysian personal trainer to receive the Personal Trainer of the Year 2019 award. Right? So this recognizes him as one of Asia's elite personal trainer. So without further ado, uh, I would love to bring him on the show now, Mr. Elvin Neto. Uh, you guys give him a round of applause, but since this is a live, right? Please hit those love my button for me. <laughs> I will take that as a, as a clap. Uh. So you guys at home, you, please, uh, spam the love buttons. <laughs> uh, like. Yeah. And yeah, Elvin, good to have you, man. Thank you so much for having me here, Aaron. No, it's my pleasure. So because of this MCO, these kind of things can happen. I think the last time I saw you was uh, during the CSES course, is it? Yeah, I think that was about yeah, that what, three years, five years ago. Is it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think that was <laughs> when I was still with Celebrity, even before I started the studio right here. Yeah, yes, yes, crazy. Mm. Same with me, man. I was still with uh, Chief Fitness. Mm. Uh, that's how we begin. Okay. So you want to introduce yourself a little bit to people at home? All right. Hi everyone. My name is Alvinetto. I'm a personal trainer in Kajang Selangor and I run a private exclusive personal training studio here. So we focus mainly on one-to-one -one and our target market is mainly um, people who are looking to lose weight, lose fat, and also on rehab a little bit because I myself is a corrective exercise specialist. So those are our yeah. clients. That I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, from NASM, is it? Uh, yes, for MASM, Corrective Exercise okay, Specialist. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, people at home watching right now, I need you to uh, cooperate a bit. So, if you are a trainer, please try, type uh, PT in the comment section. Or if you are just here to watch uh, this handsome man, just type uh, hello, Elvin. <laughs> so, we know who is watching, right? If you guys are trainers, uh, we will talk more technical kind of stuff. Uh, but if you guys are just here for this uh, handsome gentleman, then we will uh, respond to all your questions. <laughs> uh, single or not, Alvin? Uh, taken already. I'm in a relationship. I love it. Half of the week are gone. Still can say hello. Still can say hello. Uh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. So I think we're building up uh, on IG as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, maybe let's talk a little bit about your... Uh, background 
So one thing you guys don't know about Alvin, uh, he's actually also a Malaysian record holder for two very impressive feats. So I want to talk about yeah. that. Actually, that is really interesting. <laughs> so I think the first one was you ran backwards for like, I don't know how many days. 12 uh, hours. 12 <laughs> hours. So that was yeah. his first record. He ran uh, backwards for 12 hours. And then he did uh, burpees nonstop. The most hated for exercise. <laughs> this guy managed to do it for eight hours. Eight hours, that's right. Eight hours nonstop. Eight hours. That is insane, man. <laughs> so, talk me through about your how did you prepare for for those two events? So the idea actually came was uh, two years, three years ago. I wanted to do something for charity. So of course, running a marathon was too common. So I'm thinking, how about I run, but I'll do it backwards. Yeah, so to make it into the National Book of Record, the time is 12 hours. So I decided, you know what, let's do this. Oh, so someone Running else done it before? Someone else has done it before, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there was an attempt that was, if I'm not mistaken, 2006. So someone did it before. So when I did the backwards runs, I was supposed to beat him in distance, which I did. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't yeah. a time, it was a distance. So it, it was a time and distance. It was the time and distance. Okay. Mm. Nice, so that nice. the, the goal. Then how did you prepare for it? Like your training, was it intense or was it more of a mindset challenge? I with the running, it was a little bit more a mindset challenge because it was more on an endurance pace. Just that I need to switch from running like forward to changing of direction. So that took a bit of time. It was a bit. So weird, you were you know, training, running. running regularly. Yeah, yeah. I right, love running, right. actually. So I started with okay. that. Yeah. So how I started with running, I remember, is that I step on the treadmill. <laughs> Instead of looking at the numbers, I turn around. <laughs> so it's like looking at, you know, the back of it and then just walking backwards. So I started with treadmills. And then most of my practice, I do it in the stadium. Because stadium is just one circle. Right. So you know where you're going because you can't see at the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so running is okay. one thing, of course, to yeah. match it with the strength training part. Mm. yeah so so coming um, on to the second record uh-huh okay coming on second record which would be the burpees so it's a chest to ground burpees so it's more on muscular endurance right now it's not so much of endurance mm. so we are looking at the chest your shoulders the core your legs you have to hop up and down so that requires me to do a lot of burpees so i get i need to be very efficient in the movements itself so mm -hmm. the best way to do it I is have a question, to do no? more burpees you yeah did Eight hours non-stop, right? So how many burpees um, was that? So actually, uh, the time was eight hours. The burpees okay. I did, the burpees I did is 2,727. 2,727 burpees. Holy, that is too much, man. <laughs> that is like a quota <laughs> for, for one year already. <laughs> yeah. So I was given eight okay. hours, so I had to strategically break them into sets and accumulate rest time. So the goal to beat is to hit 2007 within eight hours. So someone else has done this before? Uh, in Malaysia, no. So I'm the first. So oh, because okay. in Malaysia, no, they actually match it with the world record. So the world record, someone has done it for 12 hours. So they divide it. And so it's on par with the world record. Are you going for the world record next? Uh, with burpees, now <laughs> I think I'm done for burpees. After 2,700, I'm good for burpees. Maybe something else like in the future. We'll see how it goes. Okay, okay. So we have some comments from the people in Facebook. 
uh, mm-hmm. some of your friends actually they they yeah see all your uh, this wow this is your your sifu right if i'm not this mistaken. is my mentor so mentor. lawrence is my mentor he's in yeah he's in puerto rico in fact i just came came back from fit camp or mentoring with lawrence in prior to the pandemic so this was in march early march Okay, hi, hi, Mr. Lawrence. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah. So, can, can we have that comment back up? Okay, so um, I want to talk about the personal trainer of the year. Um, I mean, you can share with people to help them understand what what does this mean, right? So, personal trainer of the year is an award by AFC Asian Fitness Conference. So, AFC is held in Bangkok every year. So you think of AFC as the biggest fitness conference in Asia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all fitness professionals will gather there. So AFC, I think last year had about close to 1,000 delegates from all over the world, mainly from Asia. And we have international speakers. Yeah, so it's a three-day conference. And think of it like the biggest gathering of all the fitness professionals in Asia. All right. Okay. So they have this award, which is to recognize personal trainer. And you're and the population, right? Yes. To win this. Yes. Oh, congrats, yes, to be awarded. Thank you so much. And, you know, for those of you who are watching, I would encourage whether is it your fitness professional, sorry, personal trainers or into group fitness to go Google up EFC and see how it can, can grow can grow yourself as a brand, can grow yourself in terms of knowledge, can grow yourself in terms of career, but very, very important. Okay, so I want to talk about that. Do um, you have any advice for people who want to build their own uh, brand for, for uh, fitness professional? What kind of advice would you give them? I think the first most important thing I would say to a fitness professional is to spend some time to know about your mission, your vision, and your message, yeah. Whether let's mission, just say if you're a mission and message, you guys should take yeah. notes, man. <laughs> okay. So mission is what are you what are you doing right now at the present? Okay. Okay. Your vision is where do you see yourself in the future in three years times in five years time? Okay. And your message is what are you all about? Now, oftentimes when I have conversations with fitness professional, or in this case, like personal trainer, I say, you know, when they introduce us, hi, I'm a personal trainer. Like, what are you more than personal trainer? Besides a personal trainer, what do you do? You know, everyone ends with, I'm a personal trainer. I help people achieve their fitness goal. Full stop. That's very, very common. You know, if you really take some time to actually just think, why am I so special? like moving into what's your fitness niche or what are you so special that every personal trainers are not doing that you are doing differently. So that would lead you to identify your message, which is what you are all about. Okay. So I have a question for you though. Uh, out of mm-hmm. these three, right? Uh, vision, mission, and message, which do you think is the most important? And before you answer, you guys mm-hmm. at home who are enjoying this, please help us uh, share this video especially to another trainer or another fitness professional who can really benefit from this last. I mean, you are listening from the personal trainer of the year, right? You don't want to miss this out. So share it with, with any trainers you know or, or people who want to be trainers in the future. They should take advice. Take notes. I'm taking notes right now. Yeah, so you should really learn from Elvin. We all should learn from each other. I'm taking notes too. 
Okay. So okay. yeah, out of the three, um, which, which is the most uh, important in your opinion? In my opinion, I believe all three goals align with each other. As you think of your message, it will carry on to your mission and it will then carry on to your vision. So when you're actually sitting and planning one of them, it might not give you a clear path to have all three laid out in front of you. Because in order to know your vision, where are you going to be in five years' time, you need to know who you are first. Your message, what are you all about? And then you need to know your mission. What are you currently doing? Yeah, so all three kind of play. So if you can think of your message, mission and vision, you have a clear understanding of where you're heading, where you're at right now, and what makes you stand out from other fitness professionals. Because everyone is a personal trainer right now. Everyone can help you lose weight. But what makes you special? So I guess this tree is why people get um, attracted and inspired. And, you know, they really uh, put a lot of effort into, into trying to achieve their goals because they are so hooked onto your vision, right? Your messaging. I think that's really yes. powerful stuff. Or your mentor yeah. has uh, agreed with you. <laughs> or you uh, agree to him. Which one is it? <laughs> So message do come first, message do come first. So you think of your message, what are you all about? And then you think okay. of your mission and, and vision, carry on. Okay, yeah. okay, that's great yeah. advice. And maybe um, I can just add on one point, Aaron, because I know, sure. you know, fitness professional, when you think of your message, mission and vision, this tree is not so much about you. It's more about right. others. So I think what, like I believe like what, what is the most important thing as a personal trainer or fitness professional is, it's not so much about us. Like, I want to be the best this. I want to achieve this. It's more like, what can you give to others? How can you help the people around you achieve their help, achieve their goal to be a better version of themselves? So when you can think beyond or more than yourself and you can think of others, then I think that would give you a more satisfying purpose and the joy of doing what you are doing Oh, that's give me the joy of being a personal trainer, you know, for the long I think, run, I think I, for the long run. I completely agree with you. I, I am a firm believer of starting with why. La. So uh, like Mr. Simon Sinek says, uh, I think uh, if you understand your why, you know, your actions will be a lot easier and you can understand yeah. them a lot better. Right. 100%. But okay. So keynote, Elvin uh, says messaging comes first. So you guys just put... Uh, Messaging in the comment, huh? messaging, messaging, messaging. <laughs> Spam the comment section again. Okay, so now I want to bring it to the local scene a bit. Right, so let's talk about Malaysia. The industry is still kind of young. So what kind of uh, advice would you give people uh, who are personal trainers in Malaysia uh, in terms of their career pathway? I think the first thing I would say is actually get a certification and internationally recognized certification, you know, like ACE, NASM, ACSM for personal trainers. Because when you actually oh, invest, mm, when you actually invest time and some money into your education, it means that you're actually serious of becoming a personal trainer in the first place. You know, that you want to study, you want to grow, you put in money there, you know, and when you True. invest in knowledge, you know, you're able to help your clients better. And when you can help them better, you have more clients. You know, one thing about investment is that the more you invest in yourself, it somehow comes back to you. You know, so mm -hmm. when, when trainers, the first thing they need to do is start 
focusing on that. So as you go through ACE and NASM and ACSM, there's actually a lot, a lot of very useful guidelines in that, whether is it in terms of the scientific knowledge and also in terms of uh, career advice, you know, and personal trainer, what else can you think of? You know, like we look at NASM, I'm from NASM, uh-huh. and besides the certification, you also have the specialization. So that's where it leads me to a corrective exercise specialist that knows that, okay, I'm a certified trainer. What else that I feel that I can connect to? What kind of clients that I enjoy training, you know, that I can help the most? That the knowledge of that specific, specific um, fields um, makes me want to know more. So that's where, you know, between active aging, youth, athletes, uh, pre-postnatal, fat loss, nutrition. So corrective exercise speaks a lot to me because I feel that a lot of us are living in a very a sedentary lifestyle. We talk about posture. We talk about prehab and then rehab. We talk a lot, a lot about movement patterns. Like, like common so, thing is that a lot of people are of working. clients are this uh, set of people or it's just your interest? Um, I would say at least 50% of my current clients um, requires attention in terms of posture. And I feel that everyone has some sort of posture. Not necessarily you need to be injured. Like, oh, I have a shoulder, frozen shoulder, shoulder impingement. I have an ACL. And then you uh-huh. look for rehab. But a lot of it begins like right now. You know, the way we sit, the way we actually uh, move weights. You know, one, one thing I like to add, a lot of us are focusing so much on muscle, body splits, chest day, back day, shoulders, sure. shoulders day. And they kind of shift away to, they kind of forgot like the fundamental movement patterns, you know, the squats, the hinge, the lunge, the push, the press, and how to actually do them correctly. Okay. Yeah? So that's where corrective exercise helps me tremendously. So to step one carry that. is getting a cert. Correct. I want to ask a little bit controversial question because some right, people sure. um, think that certs are not that necessary hmm. to be a great trainer, which I agree to some extent. But what are your thoughts on that? I think they come in hand in hand. It's not the everything. It's not the ultimate thing. I've known people that have a lot of certs, okay. but lack of experience. You know. But then at the same time, I know people with without any certs, but a lot of experience. And you can see that the training, the experience that they create with their clients, it's different. You know, I personally feel that knowledge is endless. As a personal trainer, I feel like even in 30 years, I will continuously learning. I will continue to learn. There's always some sort of new research, new, new methodology, new info that I would need. So in terms of knowledge, whether it's it cert or what, as a personal trainer, fitness professional, we must always have that passion to always get certified or get that knowledge or want to. Okay, so do you have a disagreement yeah. here from your mentor? You know? <laughs> he says, step one is not getting a cert, but getting a mentor, then choosing carefully. Yes, that can be a way also, you know. Like for me, is when I first stepped into the industry, I didn't uh-huh. know about, I, I didn't have any awareness of, oh, I need to get a mentor. What is a mentor? Do we have a fitness mentor? You know, so of course, being in celebrity, 
uh, fitness that we go through. There was like the FDT, they guide us and, you know, you have to take this cert, it links with the company and you go through the process. I only realized the importance of mentor actually when I went to AFC, Asian Fitness Conference in Bangkok. And that is where I actually okay. met Lawrence. So Lawrence was a speaker there. Right. Yeah. So how many years have you been going to AFC? AFC, I started off, uh, I think four, four years ago. Four years oh, so ago. you have been attending for four years. Yeah. I think, I believe I missed one year, which is my second year. That's when I actually start off um, the studio. So I missed that year. And then for the past few years. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's go back to the, the question earlier, like, um, what advice do you have for personal trainers in Malaysia, like, locally, okay, number one, you said uh, getting certified, right, but some people might not think this is too important in Malaysia, because the regulation mm -hmm. or the law around it is not so strict, right? Yeah, 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 so what is your second best advice for them then? Mm, thinking about it, I would say actually speak to, like, people who have done it speak to the fitness industry leaders or personal trainers or fitness professionals have done it. Like in celebrity, you have those seniors, you know, and just speak to them and see what they have done it and try to see how you can follow their pathways or take up their options. Indirectly, it's like, look for a mentor, you know, okay. speak to people and see who connects to you, who actually shares the same vision as you, the same principle as you. You know, like one thing okay, so I for remember. You guys who are watching, uh, please. Sorry, Abina. Uh, sure. Go I ahead. Some engagement for you guys. I don't know who is watching on Facebook. We can only see your comments. So please comment, 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 uh, comment down. Mentor, mentor, mentor. If you agree with Elvin, mm -hmm. or even share with us some of the great mentors. You know, even better. I will. I will check the comment sections later. I would love that too. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, are there any more other than getting a mentor and getting certified? Being I a think personal just, trainer in Malaysia and the career pathway. I think just train more clients. You know, it's very important that the more you train, the more uh -huh. experience you have, and you kind of know what kind of clients you enjoy training, what kind you don't, what speaks out to you more. And nothing beats experience. Yeah. As a personal trainer, experience is one of okay. the most important things. Okay. So, sir, mentor, experience, yes. go down, now have a taste. All right. Okay, so I can see behind there, uh, it says achieve fitness, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I want to talk about that a bit because I really like the concept where you call all your clients achievers. Am I right? Or you just call everyone yes. achievers? No, I call all of them all achievers, clients. yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I call so everyone achievers that, in right? fact. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about that. I mean, you have uh, achieved great things personally. You have done eight-hour burpees like that. That's, that itself is crazy already. You ran backwards for 12 hours. You're now the personal trainer of the year. So what, what goes through your mind when you do all these things? I think the message comes to my mind. Like people said, Elvin, what's your message? My message is you can achieve anything you set your mind to. You know, that achiever's mindset that if you, if you think about it and you put actions into it, put effort into it, you can achieve anything. 
So whether is it me achieving the world record or me in my career as a personal trainer or even me and my fitness goal. And I carry that with me to people around me and especially to my clients. I said, whatever fitness goals that you want to achieve, you can achieve it if you set your mind to it. Right. So it has to start. Number one thing is mindset like in, in your uh, teaching. It's not nutrition. It's not training. It has to start with the mindset. Yes. It has to start with that the willingness that you want to do it first. Something like you mentioned just now, Aaron, you start with the why. Right. Yeah. Because the why is going to sustain you throughout your fat loss journey. Because if you start with the what, four weeks detox program, you know, it will not last long. It just be that four weeks. What happens afterwards? You know, but if you start with your why, like one thing I believe when I sit down with clients and we go through their why, I'll say, why would you want to lose weight? And then they will think, I want to fit into my old clothes. And then I ask them again, why do you want to fit into my old clothes? They'll spend some time to think a little bit. I want to feel yeah. more, com- you know, more confident. And like, why do you want to feel more confident? Yeah. So that you my children digging and yeah, digging. Yeah, digging. There's this concept called uh, the five layers of why. Well. It's very interesting. Like you just you you've heard of it. Yeah. You just keep on digging until you 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 find it so difficult to to find the real reason. Because if it's yeah. a true why, it's it's very difficult to explain with words. Right? All right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so I think we have a question from a viewer at home, Ruben Daniel. He is asking, uh, how do you attract potential clients? Uh, hi, Ruben. Um, bring results to your clients or lead your clients to uh, successful transformation, successful journey, you know, something that's really sustainable. And your clients will bring clients to you. Word of mouth, for me, I feel as a personal trainer, works the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you actually lead your clients or achievers to success and they will they are your best marketing tools true you know, they are like they a will. walking uh, billboard already. exactly exactly walking billboard but first you have to give them the results the trend oh, of course. yes you know okay and then maybe one more yeah. thing ruben i can just add on mm-hmm. um people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's also very important. And one of the principles that I carry on with my clients, you know, the most important thing when you are, when me being a personal trainer, it's not about me. It's all about clients. It's not about how I look. You know, of course, we personal trainer, we need to look decent. We need to be the role model. But the focus throughout the session, throughout your client's experience and journey, it's all about them. So when you can focus on them they will see success and you are the hero <laughs> i mm. think you got a very high benchmark already you know you have an eight hour burpee <laughs> yeah. i think nobody can beat that <laughs> you know ah, you don't uh, have to do that <laughs> okay we have a couple more questions uh, as my pt oh this is uh your walking billboard is here <laughs> hello zona She's your so client, I assume? Yeah, she's my achiever. And wow, Zona. In fact, I enjoy training Zona. her. Yeah. And before so you Zona, share a great story, yeah, I need people at home um, to really cooperate. Please, this is so much value you're getting from Alvin here. Share it to someone that might help. Share it on your own wall so you can, you can replay it later on. 
you don't lose this video. I think there's so much gold nuggets that Edwin is giving. Yeah, so share this video out. Okay, I'll be so Zona, sorry of Zona. Uh, <laughs> Zona is an example of like, you know, age doesn't matter at all. You know, you, okay. you can really achieve it, you know. And with Zona is that... Uh, let's not uh, review her age here. Huh? Ah, <laughs> she's only 30 plus in it. Oh, okay. Uh, early 30s, early 30s. Yeah, okay. so with, you know, with proper training and it's never too late to start. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. think that, oh, I'm already, you know, past, you know, that active aging or 50s, you know, they think, oh, it's too late to actually start lifting weights. And lifting weights is like, you know, doing deadlift, doing squat, the fundamental movement mm -hmm. patterns. They get so, so much fear, fear in that. Especially for know? ladies, so, right? Yes, especially for ladies. So Zona is a clear example of, you know, weight training, strength training will only benefit in the long run, you know, sure. add quality to your life. All right. Um, so are there more questions, I think? Uh, I see, again, your mentor. Betty is a 90 and a certified personal trainer. Oh, oh yes. Know, yes, yes, yes. So Betty, wow. Betty Ned O'Brien, Betty O'Brien is 90 years old mm -hmm. and she teaches class. She's a group fitness instructor. Oh, wow. She teaches up. Yes. That, that doubles out. up the, uh, the wow factor. Yes. She is just inspiring. She's just inspiring. She's where I feel that you know, I want to be at 90 and still be like her. I will share her link to her profile, her profile link in the comment sure, later. Sure, sure. So that would be great. Actually... So people can check her out yeah. and get inspired. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Zona says he's 62. Oh, she just revealed. Just <laughs> telling the truth here. <laughs> okay, there's one more uh, comment from Karen Wells. She says, oh, Mentor Lawrence has been an influence in my life probably for over 30 years. Great talk, you guys. I'm in Atlanta. Oh, Karen, huh? I wish you the best. Um, things are not looking so bright over there. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> in the show. Oh, so this is your core, uh, core what do you call this? Uh? You guys have the same mentor, right? I believe so. But, I believe so. Oh, but you don't know her? Uh, I'm not so sure. I think uh, I think they are in Probably a different mentoring away. group. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, so Karen. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Karen, for joining in. Uh, do you have any more uh, questions? So, yeah. Okay. Step one is not getting it. This one... Uh, it came out earlier already. Okay, um, let's get back to our achiever uh, uh, mindset again, right? So when you talk about uh, setting that mindset first, um, is there a certain process you make your client go through? Like, do they sign a contract or do they have to go <laughs> for a mindset boot camp first? Or what happens with your clients when, when they join Achieve Fitness? I think that the mindset shift, it takes time. It's a gradual process. Like how I consciously try to weave that is through, through, through their fitness journey during sessions. So let's just say they are training and assuming this client is midway through their journey. And I would, you know, as we start to progressive overload their sessions, they always will okay. doubt that, Alvin, are you sure or not? I can deadlift 50 kilos. Alvin, are you sure or not? I can do this. But that affirmation 
and that message of that you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Of course, being a trainer, we don't just put 50 kilos that we know that we progressive overload and that clients be able to. But there's mm-hmm. always that some doubt in them, whether it's deadlift or certain movements that they can do it, mm-hmm. you know? And when so they how, actually how do, do it... through this uh, barrier? In them, it's just being there to support them. You know, right. whether is it a, a failure or whether is it a success, you know, as a trainer, we are there to hold them accountable for their actions and to just mm-hmm. be there by their side. You know, okay. so whether is it in like the gym or support structure. Yes, whether is it in the gym and or outside. You know, one thing that I always say to my clients is that, you know, you may be paying a trainer for one hour, but the trainer is actually working most of the time, 33 hours outside of the gym checking in on you, true. you know, holding you accountable, you know, true. making sure Very that true. you are, you know, so that's, you know, but you already paid him one hour and you see him one hour. Most of the work yeah, is done yeah. outside. I think most trainers also should change their mindset because most of them will think that, you know, after I'm finished with this one hour session, I'm done. But mm. the truth is, that's just one part of the big picture, right? There's so many yes. more things that, that comes with. Uh, through personal training or coaching or mentoring someone. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, now let's talk a little bit about your... Oh, that's a question. A funny question. <laughs> Are you both related? <laughs> uh, good question though. <laughs> I, think, I think we are all related some way. Uh, <laughs> everyone in, in this world is related. <laughs> I leave yeah, that to you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Karen responded. So thanks for, for staying, uh, Karen. Uh, thank you for being there. What other ways do you attract clients other than word of mouth? Do you have a blog? Do you send out emails? That's a great question, Karen. Uh, besides word of mouth, one thing I believe is giving value. So a thing that I do is to give value through social media. So I have my Facebook page, I have Instagram, and I have my website. So I'm more active on my Facebook page. And over there is where I post videos and share articles and share the things that I do and share testimonies all over there. But the goal in everything that we post when it comes to social media is to give value. You know, post something that is inspirational, educational, and motivational so that this can inspire uh, people and or your potential clients to like, huh, Karen is always sharing about nutrition, about food, about her exercise. And I know she's a personal trainer. Let me just ask her, you know, and that's how you get leads. You know, people uh-huh. want to see how you can help them first. You know, so when you start giving value with your social media, you get potential clients, you know. Try to shift that agree, uh, of posting of more of yourself. Like I said, personal trainer, clients come first. How you can help others. Not so much of your shit. You know, like guys, I see a lot of guys, you know, posting pictures of their shirtless body, you know, and they are big bicep. They are, they are lifting heavy weights. Client wants to know yeah. how you can help them. Not so much on you. There are time for that, I understand. But most of it, if you are a personal trainer, give value. And you'll be surprised what will come back to you. Okay, uh, you guys at home who agree with Elvin, please uh, put value in the comment section. Value, 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 value. And share this again, share this video out. Right, He is the personal of the trainer of the year. 
personal trainer of the year is not 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 easy to get <laughs> on the show, uh, guys. So please please uh, add this to someone who will appreciate and who will learn something like me. Um, okay. So I think I agree with what uh, Alvin said. Most personal trainers get carried away with the likes and the shares and the follows. But I think the true value really comes from the intention of your sharing. What do you want to... Uh, the messaging, like you said earlier, what kind of message do you want to send to your clients or even your social media platform? When you're just sharing pictures of you lifting weights or, or you know, your shirt that's People understand your intention. You just want to show them about yourself, right? But if you share things that are helpful, like right, like uh, five simple tips to have a healthier dinner, for example, that is something valuable to them, right? And your intention is is to help them to have a you know, something like that, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think personally, it starts with intention. Coming back to your why or your vision then your uh, social media post should follow that intention. That's right. Maybe okay, I can so add on a little bit. Can, can, can. Mind. Please do, Elvin. No. Like a lot of fitness professionals or personal trainers out there, they feel like, Elvin, I got nothing to share. You know, information is out there already. You know, I would invite you to take a step back and always believe in yourself and know that you have value to someone, you know. You may not realize that your breakfast that you post, you know, maybe just two eggs and some fruits, you know, will actually inspire someone who don't know what to eat breakfast. And it could be your Facebook friend. And when you share that picture, the person said, oh my gosh, I, you know, um, Aaron is a personal trainer and he's sharing this breakfast. You know what? Now I know what to eat. I'll follow that. And if the person do that all the time, the person, you know, benefits in terms of his weight loss, in terms of his health, you just make an impact. A simple post so don't be afraid sure. to share what you think you know believe in yourself we all have value to give to someone that's that's a really great message Elvin. okay yeah so i think we have a couple of questions let's take them first um there's one for instagram so he says kevin christian oh this guy is our loyal follower. So he is asking, uh, it has been two months plus since I hit the gym. So which routine is better? Upper and lower body routine or part split? Well, this is more for a deep goal, <laughs> I guess. So I guess like, um, I feel that a good routine would one encompass of the fundamental movement patterns. So if you put all fundamental movement patterns into one workout sessions, it will basically look like a full body workout, you know? So I would, mm -hmm. be, I would suggest that because he mentioned um, a break from two months, right? So I will invite him, or sorry, Kelvin, to spend more time with your warm-up. You know, you want to do more dynamic warm-up, slowly dive into your workout sessions or your movements, and then start with a comfortable weight and progressive overload each set. And then invest more time with your warm down, which is your stretching, mm. you know? And think of it that the first session when you enter into the gym or when you start your training is not the end of the session. You're going to have multiple balls. So take it easy, 
you know, take it okay. easy. A lot of people, uh, one common thing I see is that when they go to the gym, they just say, oh, today's session, it has to like kill me. You know, they have that mindset, oh, have to like pump and have to be yeah, sore. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been not... so long since they, they, they hit the gym. Uh, huh? When they go in, yeah. they have withdrawal symptoms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think out, like uh, from, from science-wise or so, you know, effective, you know, you want to make sure that your workout matches with your recovery, you know, whether is it building muscles or fat loss, you know, it's not just so much on pushing, pushing, sure. pushing. It's not focus on recovery. Sometimes less is more. Okay, Kevin, so I hope you got a great answer. Uh, you have to pay Alvin already, I think. <laughs> but anyway, if you want a more detailed uh, answer, we did a video last week with our uh, PT manager, Vincent, uh, where we explained how to properly uh, go back to your training, how to adjust your uh, volume, how to look out for dorms. You don't want to go to the first day and puke. <laughs> how to manage your intensity and stuff like that, okay? All right, thanks, Kevin. So we have another question from uh, Pratik. So Pratik is asking, um, I hold on. Huh? Okay, Kevin say thanks. Welcome. Welcome, Kevin. So Pratik is asking, I'd like to ask about reverse lunges and how to target different muscles while doing this exercise. Okay. So reverse uh, lunges is one of the fundamental movement patterns. So reverse lunges where you take uh, one feet, you step back and you come up. So the main muscles target here, we are looking at your quadriceps. Okay, secondary muscles being your glutes, your hamstring, and of course your core. Now the, the way that works best or the standard way is where your body is more upright. And then when you come down, you get an equal tension on your secondary muscles. The primary muscles will be quads, okay? Mm -hmm. And when the body is more upright, when you, I thought, I mean, it would be nice if I can show it, you know, when you yeah. have a more parallel upright body as you lunge back and down, you know, that will place equal tension onto your secondary muscles, which is your glutes and hamstring. All right, now I know bodybuilders, they like to target certain areas by playing around with the movements and body alignment. So if you reverse lunge and you lean forward a little bit, that will place slightly more tension onto the onto your quads. You know? okay. But be, be it slightly leaning in front or more upright of your torso, you know, the most important thing is to maintain a neutral spine. That's what you want. Mm. All right. Does that make sense, Erin? I think it makes sense, but the question is a little bit funny to me though. If you're doing a lunge, why would you want to target different muscles? <laughs> because I think uh, may maybe I can add on is... Yeah, your quads, right? Yeah, the main muscles is still being worked as a quad. You know, if you're taking like using reverse lunge for your glutes or your hamstring, I would suggest there are better movements for your glutes and hamstring. Like for your glutes, you're doing like hip thrust, floor bridge. For your hamstring, you're doing like deadlift, RDL, single leg curls, you know? Yeah. Maybe Pratik, you can clarify your question a bit so we can help you better. I think there's a little bit of uncertainty. Okay, but uh, we have a lot of questions from Facebook. So I think the Facebook crowd is, is more <laughs> of trainers. But the IG crowd is more of an exercising kind of crowd. That's great. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, Amin, Amir is asking, what keeps you motivated? I would assume this... Uh, question is 
for you, Elvin, as a trainer lah, and what you were talking okay. before this? I think my clients keep me motivated. You know, waking up in the morning, I always feel pumped knowing that who am I going to train? Oh, I'm going to see, uh, you know, Zona at eight, Charlotte at nine, and, you know, Dr. Tan at this, you know, throughout the day, I just so happy to start the day because I know that every movement experience with them is going to bring them closer to their goal. And, you, and if I know that clients is going closer to goal, I'm satisfied, I'm happy. That's the joy. You know, knowing that when they achieve it, oh my gosh, that's something that money, that's why I love personal training so much. That's something that money can't buy. You know, when you guide someone through ups and down and they made it and then you see that, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so that so what keeps touching. me going. I think you guys need to spam the like button. This is inspirational <laughs> stuff right here. <laughs> okay, uh, there are a couple more questions on Facebook. So... Karen came back. Ah, Karen, you're still with us. Great. So this is a long one. Yes, I'm always posting on both. So I guess Facebook and Instagram. I'm doing live daily. Oh, I admire the consistency. If you ever have time, please give a pic. I shall do that, Karen. I totally agree to give them helpful daily actions. Yes, helping them as the goal. I teach them functional movement, getting rid of pain, yoga-oriented movement, yoga, nutrition, plus I remind them of healthy daily habits. So thank you. I'm doing everything you're saying. Much appreciated. Oh, I guess this is not a question. This oh. is just a thank you to Elvin. Keep it up, Karen. What you're doing is great. You know, Keep doing it and all the best. If you have any questions, please reach out to Aaron. We are here to help you the best we could. Good job, Karen. All right. Thanks, Karen. Okay, so we have about uh, 10 minutes left on the show. You guys who have any questions, please uh, leave it in the comment section now. Or oh, Shelly say thanks for the tips. All right, you're welcome, Shelly. Uh, okay, there's another question coming in. Oh, you're getting hot, Elvin. <laughs> oh, this is my colleague. So, Vincent, so what is the most difficult client that you have ever dealt with? Oh, this person. That's a good question, Vincent. Um, I thought about it. A lot of people ask me this throughout my year as a personal trainer. And as of today, I feel everyone is different. There's no the most difficult. I feel every client has its own sets of uh, struggles that I'm struggling with, you know. And it's just my, I would say, goal or my things to do is to find solution to their problems, you know. Everyone will have a, there's no perfect client, if that's what you think. You know, the clients that just pay you, renew all the time, no issue, follow everything. There isn't, there isn't a perfect client. The moment you think that it's a perfect client, it means that, hmm, is there something that I'm not doing? You know, because yeah. every, there's always something that you can work with your clients. And as you're working with them, there's always difficulties. You know, and every set of difficulty have its own intensity of difficulty you know to this client it could be just didn't want to follow everything you know but still want to trade with me how do you make sense of that non-compliant you know? yeah. Uh, or, yeah or another client that listens to everything but then mm -hmm. at the side is going you know who is who is also like buying like a detox plans or things like that you right, know right, right. clients you that over, are you know, overachieving client 
Understood. So every client is different in its own way. So I would like to see that there is no most difficult clients. I like to see everyone is unique. Everyone is different in their own way, and everyone is something that they come to me because they know that I can help them. And at least I try. I give my best, you know. But to answer Vincent's question, because I know he's a personal trainer too, there will be a point, or there have been a point in my career where I also feel like, ha, huh, this client, I feel like I touched the jalan already. I stuck. I know that I can't help this client with my current capability. So that's when I realize, or what I did is to refer. You know, for example, let's just say it's a. It's a knee issue, and this client, I've tried, you know, rehab, stretching, strengthening, and I realized that, hmm, after a few sessions, the pain is still there, and I can't pinpoint why. I, you know, I, I refer, I ask a bit, but I still can't. So that's when I refer the client to more professional help, and this same goes with nutrition. I can't because I'm not a nutritionist. As a trainer, my responsibility is to provide the guidelines. You know. So I'm not going to draw you, you know, as a personal trainer. I mean, uh, our our code of ethics is we don't give uh, meal plans. Ah, uh. nutritionists and dietitian give meal plan. Personal trainer, we advise, we give guidelines, and we help them through through those guidelines to implement into their lifestyle. So let's just say a client that I find it so difficult um, that I'm struggling to send a message across that hey, you need to you need to Eat your protein. You need to eat more vegetables to get in more micronutrients. But the client is just find it is struggling with it. So I refer. Yeah, yeah. I think nutrition is yeah. one of the most challenging parts when it comes to uh, fitness and health. Right? Yes, it yeah, is. I think that that's great, like You know, if you can't solve, uh, admit the fact that it's it's you know it's not within your capability. It's okay to ask for mm-hmm. help, right? Which in his case. He refers it to someone else who can he believes do a better job, and I think his intention is the same, right? You just want to help that person at the end of the day, even if it means not working with you. Of course, of course. Remember, the ultimate goal is that it's not so much about me; it's all about clients. You know, how can you help that clients to be a better version of themselves, even if it's mean not training with me? Yeah, yeah. I love that, Alvin. So, guys, love, 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 love. Please uh, give Elvin <laughs> some love. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. There's one interesting question. Uh, this is something to do with uh, something which is more recent, lah. So, what do you think um, is the biggest impact of this pandemic to the fitness industry? Yeah, this is something very recent. So, what do you think, Elvin? I think that we are. We will reinvent and reimagine. This is a quote from Lawrence. Reimagine things that we are going to do right now. We are moving into a new normal. We will not move back to normal. You know, this would be a new normal, and fitness industry is going to change a little bit. You know, I think I did a recent video. The how is going to change, but the why will not change. For example, the why of the fitness industry will be always the inspiring people to lead a healthy lifestyle. Okay, but the how it's going to change, you know. I believe our online training will be there. You know, online training throughout pandemic has grown. You know, and I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I see that you know it really takes a lot of uh, fitness professional out of their comfort zone. You know, when they are so used to just teaching a few class, and right now 
they are doing online training to a group of 30, 40, 50 people, people from different states, people from all around Malaysia and perhaps all around the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So it pushed them out of their comfort zone. And those who are so scared of putting themselves online, you know, when the pandemic hits, you have to go online, you know? And oh. when they actually do it, they actually enjoy. I see a lot of, you know, fitness professionals are just so happy leading their class, leading the movements, you know, through Zoom and that, which is good, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone. And another thing I can think of is, you know, being creative. You know, this pandemic, a lot forces to be more creative. What are the things, you know, besides one-to-one when you can't train, what else can you do as a personal trainer? You know, as a personal trainer, like if you ask me, it's not only just one-to-one training. Of course, you can shift that online training. You can also go to your clients and say, how can I help you? Would you like me to hold you accountable for your meal plans? You know, right now I know movements are restricted. You don't have a gym. You don't have much at home. Perhaps I can work with you right now for meal plan and you charge them for a fee. You have to charge because, you know, nothing is free. So when they pay, they are more committed. You got your income and that's something different. No one is doing that. You hold them accountable for their meal plans or their habits, sleeping, drinking water, moving more, simple things. Okay. Yeah. I think definitely uh, I agree with you. Things have to change. And, and sometimes these kind of things happen. It forces us to, to be innovative. Even if we don't want to, it forces us to learn new things, even if we don't want to. And that's something that we have experienced at KD Train as well. Like Zoom is... is, is, is second nature to us already. Before this, we did not even know how to use it. <laughs> right? And, and I think That's you right. are going online as well. And we are going online soon as well. But if this pandemic didn't happen, I think neither of us would go online. <laughs> because we, right. love the, we love the one-on-one thing, right? That's why we're personal trainers. We love to meet people, talk to people. That's right. right? Yeah, and your mentor, uh, fitness, say, fitness won't be doing won't different be. things but doing things differently. Very nicely put. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The why remains the same, but the how we convey that, you know, will Mm -hmm. be different a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, Elvin. So I think um, we are almost at the one hour mark. I don't want to take too much of your time. So (laughs) you guys who are watching at home, you have one last great question. Please uh, leave it. If, If not, um, I think we are going to call it a night already. Is that okay, Ali? Okay, sure. just as I speak, that's a question. <laughs> so lucky last uh, question is, do you have clients whom you train online? If yes, what are the challenges? I do, uh, Ruben, have clients that I train online and I feel the challenges for me is actually being um, being able to personally connect to a client in a more physical sense. You know, like I feel that one-to-one, the good thing is as a personal trainer, the words personal trainer, clients want you personally there in front of them. So in terms of coaching and queuing, in terms of motivating, inspiring, it's, it's a little bit different doing it personally face-to-face and doing it online, you know. Another way of thinking it is like, let's just say you are in a relationship, you know, you have your partner, for me, like let's say, you know, like my girlfriend, Going on dates with my girlfriend physically and dating her like online, you know, you're still in relationship, but the feeling is different on both ends, mm-hmm. you know, 
And of course, I believe that to achieve success or at the, how do I put it? To achieve success together, you know, personal, it's always uh, a very nice way. <laughs> a very nice way, you know. Uh, even okay. like me as a trainer, uh, how about, okay, how about I put it like this? Even me as a trainer, I have my coach too. So I have my, Lawrence is my mentor and actually mentor with him. And, you know, when I meet him in person, totally different experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned so much in person. I mean, you know, sometimes when it's online, you hear, but you may not understand, you know, but when the person speaks to you in front, it's completely different. Same thing with my coach. When I was training for burpees, I actually have a coach. So uh, okay. this is our doc Dr. Uh, jo uh, Joel Sigman from US. So of course, he's so far, the only way is to online train. And it's a different experience. Even for me as a trainer, I can tell being a client and he's training me online. I put the scarf, I carry the thing, move around. It's different. Yeah. All right. Great answer. So I hope I answer so your questions, Ruben. You know? So there will be challenges and, you know, it's just the personal touch is different. That is my challenge. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all the time uh, we have for today. Thank you so much, Elvin. Um, I I am so thankful that you agreed to do this with us. Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I really hope we can we can catch up one day in person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish you all the best, uh, Elvin, for uh, next week's reopening. All right. You take care. And stay Thank safe. you so much, Aaron. You too. Bye-bye. No Love you all. Bye. Bye. Okay, so um, you guys just watch um, Elvin sharing his experience. So thank you so much for watching, people at home, people at Facebook, people at Instagram. Um, so we are going to be doing this more often. Uh, next week, we already have our guests lined up. So stay tuned for that. And I also want to let you guys who are watching on Facebook right now uh, that we are actually going to launch our online training very soon. And we're going to have a special deal for the month of June. So if you guys want that special deal, um, all you have to do is just comment down below. I want in. I will personally uh, PM you later. I will reach into your inbox and I will tell you what's the next step. Okay. So thank you guys so much for watching at home. I wish everybody a great weekend. And I'll see you all at the gym on Monday. Take care. Bye.